Hello and welcome to Pharmacy For Me, your go-to platform for evidence-based best practice pharmacy advice for common kids presentations to pharmacies. I'm Katie McGee, a registered pharmacist with the Australian Health Practitioner Regulation Authority, and I bring you this series of episodes to help assist your decision making in managing and treating your little ones if they become unwell and need professional advice. Welcome back. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Pharmacy for Me. Today I'm going to talk about a topic which is nappy rash. You will hear about what nappy rash is, what it might look like, and what you might expect to see if it gets worse or develops into something else. I'll go through how you may be able to reduce the risk of a child getting nappy rash with things you do at home and things to avoid that could potentially worsen the rash. I'll discuss the treatment options available and of course, as always, when to seek further medical attention. So let's get into it. Nappy rash is a rash that can occur from wearing a nappy. It is where the skin becomes in direct contact with the nappy and this includes areas such as as the bottom, the upper thighs, stomach and also the genital area. Nappy rash is where is what we would call an irritant dermatitis, which is a skin condition from something irritating it. The main irritants are urine, so we, feces, poo, from being in contact with the skin for an extended period of time, which causes the skin to break down and hence a rash will occur. Nappy rash is the most common skin condition in babies and children, with around 25% of infants and toddlers getting it. Nappy rash is most common in the first two to three years of life, so from age zero to three years of age, when they generally will wear a nappy a lot of the time. However, it can occur at any any stage and any age from when a child wears a nappy. The age when nappy rash occurs the most is between 9 and 12 months of age. It can be mild or severe, um, sometimes even causing breakage to the skin. To know if your baby or child has nappy rash is simply by looking at it. There are no blood tests or invasive tests that are used to diagnose it. Therefore, it makes it really easy for a caregiver to identify and treat or a pharmacist too, without having to go to your GP. The skin in the nappy area will generally look red and raw and can have a spotty appearance. It can be sore or itchy when wiped and the child may become more unsettled or irritable. As I said, it can be very mild or very severe, sometimes causing broken skin. If it's mild, the areas are usually pink and a bit of dry skin with not much irritation. If it's, bit, if it's moderate, it's a bit more aggressive looking, so a brighter red, usually covering multiple areas that are in contact with the nappy, sometimes a little bit of breaking of the skin, and usually it will be um, have some pain or discomfort, discomfort for the child. If it becomes severe, there's usually a bright red rash over one or multiple areas in contact with the nappy. It will look glossy or shiny, and in some areas the skin may even become raw or bleed. Pink rashes are not painful, but raw ones can be very painful, and this can lead to the baby crying and having poor sleep. 
I will put up some pictures on Instagram um, for comparison so you can look at them and see what um, and compare if your child is experiencing nappy rash to see what kind of stage it may be at. There are a few things that can increase the risk of getting nappy rash, which you can probably start to think about and guess from what I've been saying. Some of these are, so friction from the nappy rubbing against the skin, especially when the child is moving around a bit more or doesn't like you changing their nappy. Poo and wee causing skin breakdown. So this is the, one of the main causes for nappy rash. Poo releases an enzyme, so a, a particle, and it basically, it interacts with the wee. So the poo and the wee come together and it releases a particle and basically this increases the pH level in the nappy. A high pH means more acidic and this means if you have something that is acidic in the nappy, it will irritate and damage the skin. This is what results in inflammation and the rash of the skin. Another thing to note with this reaction going on in the nappy, a high pH and an acidic environment um, where it's nice and warm and moist in the nappy makes the skin an excellent environment for some infections to grow. These are bugs that are on everyone's skin every day and they have no harm um, and they're in the poo, but they don't do anything. They just live peacefully but when there's an environment for them to thrive in, they can overgrow and then cause an infection. One of the most common um, that occurs in the nappy rash environment is candida, which is otherwise known as what causes thrush, you might um, be more familiar with, which can cause or is a fungal infection, um, which I'll talk a little bit more later. Um, another thing that increases the risk of getting nappy rash is not changing the nappy frequently enough, resulting in extra moisture in the area. Children with diarrhea can increase the risk as there's more warm, runny poo. If the child has any recent use of antibiotics, because this can um, result in development of diarrhea, if you use any irritants on the area, so such as soaps, any fragrances in products, so keep an eye out, especially in baby wipes, moisturizers, um, soaps, lotions and powders, any fragrances in them you want to avoid. If the child has pre-existing eczema or a family history of eczema, then they may be at increased risk of nappy rash. And lastly, um, cloth nappies can contribute if because they are not as absorbent as disposable nappies, but you can just may need to change them more often. Nappy rash will occur as a single episode. So that is, it is not like eczema and it will come back if triggered. Um, it will just occur, you can treat and it'll go away. From there, once it has gone away and you've treated it, you can use measures to prevent it in the future.
Nappy rash will usually last two to three days. If it lasts longer than that with treatment, then you should visit your pharmacy or GP to see if there has been one of those in secondary infections. So that's where an infection has then occurred on top of it um, to see if that has occurred. So a secondary fungal infection, as I said, so this commonly occurs in nappy rash. Um, so when there's a nice warm area, such as under the nappy, it's a lovely place for those bugs that normally live on our skin safely every day to overgrow and turn into a fungal infection. One of the most common being candida. So if nappy rash is left untreated or unattended for over three days, then it may lead to this type of fungal infection. They will generally be bright red in appearance, very sharp borders, so an obvious um, end around the rash, not just kind of spread, um, kind of like a distinct circle instead of spots here and there. You may also see some small red bumps or even pimple-like looking bumps, especially around the edge of the rash. They usually cover a larger area. Um, if your child has nappy rash and has also got candida, then they need a fungal cream to be used on the area. So the aim of treatment is to minimize skin irritation and prevent it from occurring again. Ways that you can prevent to reduce nappy rash are a multiple array of things. So first of all is using a high absorbent nappy or change cloth nappies every two hours. There's no good evidence to use nappies over cloth nappies to prevent nappy rash as long as good measures are taken the same way for prevention, which I'm about to go into. There's limited evidence about using absorbent nappies when they do have a rash. You can use either, so absorbent nappies or cloth, um, but either way you choose, you need to make sure that you um, increase the frequency of nappy changes regardless um, to help prevent the irritation. Another thing is to avoid plastic overpants or nappy liners. Um, do not use soaps in the bath or the shower. Use fragrance-free wash or oil if needed or just water. Some good brands that I like to recommend for wash are QV and Dermavine, which are both fragrance-free and dermatologically tested. You should use a damp cloth and one of the fragrance-free washes if you need to clean or wipe the nappy area. Avoid fragranced nappy wipes. If you need to use baby wipes for convenience when out and about, then make sure you use fragrance-free and alcohol-free ones. Um, when you're at home, use a cloth with water. There's a lot of baby wipes. I usually go to Huggies or Curash as a brand, but no matter what one it is, especially if it's a cheaper one, just make sure that both are alcohol and fragrance free. The next amazing thing to do and really good thing to do is nappy free time. 
So a few hours a day if possible, but try between nappy changes to have a good clean, um, so with a damp cloth and then some nappy free time. This is no nappy, no ointments, just a clean dry bottom to exposed air. It is a good idea to have them on a towel at this time, just in case any accidents occur. Once you're ready to put a new nappy on, the thing to um, prevent, a really good thing to help prevent nappy rash is applying a barrier cream after and before every nappy change. So this creates a barrier, so basically a wall between the skin and the nappy to stop irritation from the nappy to the skin. You should apply a thick layer that you cannot see the skin through. When selecting a barrier cream, there will be lots on the shelf at the pharmacy, all claiming to be for nappy rash, which can be very overwhelming. So again, make sure you look at the ingredients. Ingredients to look for are zinc and castor oil cream, liquid paraffin in zinc paste, or zinc oxide cream. You want it to be zinc based. So I like the brands Pseudo Cream or Calmoceptin. Basically, if it says zinc, go for it. But I like and are familiar with Pseudo Cream, which is zinc oxide paste, and Calmoceptin, which is a zinc oxide ointment. So paste ointment. I both said. The zincs come in different forms. They can be a lotion, a cream, a paste, an ointment. So paste and ointments um, are generally better because they repel water, so they don't like water. So they stay stuck onto the skin better and for longer. It's important to note that there are no large studies to look at the treatment of barrier creams in treating nappy rash. They are used based primarily on clinical experience and applying the knowledge of how they work to the condition. So sometimes no matter how many prevention strategies you can put in place, it is inevitable um, that some, well 25% of children will still get nappy rash that needs to be treated. So if your child, you think your child has nappy rash and you've been using a barrier cream and doing all the prevention strategies, um, but have still developed nappy rash that is irritating the child, you cannot treat it without seeking medical attention. So talking to your pharmacist or your GP. The first thing I will talk about is topical corticosteroids. So this is a low potency um, steroid that can be used by applying to the skin and it helps inflammation of the nappy rash. So similar to that of barrier creams, there are no large studies and trials that have been conducted to know if these creams are actually effective in nappy rash but they are more used due to the evidence behind them in other inflammatory skin conditions and based on health professionals' experience. There are a lot of different types of topical corticosteroids. 
So if you have one in your cupboard at home that you got from your pharmacy for yourself in the past or on prescription, do not use this on your baby. There are different ones and ones with a small percentage amount can be actually be much more stronger than ones with a high percent. This is because if the high potency steroid is applied on nappy rash with a nappy put on top of it, therefore holding it in that area, it increases the chance of it absorbing into the skin and into the baby's system. And these high-strength corticosteroids can have serious side effects. If your child has nappy rash that is inflamed and aggravated, make sure you speak to your pharmacist who can have a look at it and then recommend an appropriate product that is safe for use. The active ingredient you would be looking for is a hydrocortisone, 0.5 or 1% ointment, is best because it stays on the skin and you can use it until the rash resolves. You do not use it to prevent that, in fact, can cause more harm. With these types of creams and ointments in overuse or in inappropriate use can cause many side effects and one of them, which I'm sure you all have heard of, is thinning of the skin in the area. So always seek advice from your pharmacist or GP, but go to your pharmacist first before using this. If you have a cream at home, take it into the pharmacy and ask them if it is safe for use for nappy rash and the pharmacist can also have a look at the rash and see if it's appropriate. As I said earlier, if nappy rash is left unattended or untreated, a fungal infection can occur and they need to be treated with an antifungal cream. One of the creams that can be used safely is clotrimazole 1%. It must be used multiple times per day and needs to be continued for 7 to 10 days after the rash has gone because fungal infections are really difficult to treat and you want to make sure that it does not keep coming back. So they have a bit more that you need to know about and things that you need to do. This can only be diagnosed by a health professional such as your pharmacist. So if you think your child may have developed this, please seek advice from your pharmacist. You should seek further medical attention if you notice any cut open skin, ulcers or weeping of the skin, scabs or sores in the nappy area. This may indicate a bacterial infection. As I've told you about the normal bugs on that live in our skin, there's one in particular that loves the environment, especially when the skin is broken. If nappy rash is not getting better after a week of treatment with barrier cream or is getting worse, you should see your pharmacist who can help you with the direction of what you might need to do next. If any other symptoms present and come about or the nappy rash gets significantly worse, you should see your pharmacist. If your child develops a fever, go and listen to the pain and fever episode and it can help um, with direction of your medical decision-making, but you should also seek medical attention. If the rash is spreading wider outside the nappy contact area and to other area of the body, um, seek further medical attention. And remember, do not use a topical corticosteroid or antifungal cream without speaking to your pharmacist, GP or maternal health nurse first. 
So I hope you have some more understanding of nappy rash after this episode. Some key points to remember that I really want you to take home from today is that nappy rash can make the skin in contact with the nappy sore and a rash can occur. So it's important that you take measures to prevent it. If your child wears a nappy, use a barrier cream to prevent nappy rash. Only use products that are fragrance and alcohol free and try and have nappy free time at every nappy change. If a barrier cream is not enough and nappy rash becomes more aggravated, you need to use, may need to use a mild topical corticosteroid ointment or antifungal cream that your pharmacist can recommend. If a topical corticosteroid does not help within a couple of days or the nappy rash gets worse, they may need that antifungal cream. And so your pharmacist can recommend an appropriate product for you to use. The information discussed today is accurate only up until the date of publication. Remember that information discussed today is sourced appropriately, researched, and you can find references in the notes and on Instagram. So make sure you follow me on Pharmacy for Me. Next week, I'm going to be discussing the topic of wiggly wiggly worms. That's all for this week. Thank you for listening. This podcast is where pharmacy is done differently. I'm Katie McGee, and you've just listened to another episode of Pharmacy for Me. The advice shared via Pharmacy for Me is considered general in nature and does not consider individual and personal circumstances. Pharmacy for Me presents evidence-based information for education purposes only. Always seek professional advice from your pharmacist or doctor if you have any concerns about an individual and medical decision making. Pharmacy for Me is presented by Katie McGee, a registered pharmacist with the Australian Health Practitioner Regulation Authority. The information provided is within the presenter's scope of practice and abides by national law and the Pharmacy Board of Australia's Pharmacist Code of Conduct.